the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices. I don't have to show you any stinking vices. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, um, for those of you uh, engaging on Twitter, uh, message received, I, but I haven't received any feedback. They said they had it, we had an open mic here on, on the Blaze Radio Network, and oh, I, I asked for some feedback. What, what is it exactly you were hearing? I wasn't saying much in the commercial break, so uh, only editing some things. So if you, tell us what you guys were hearing on the, on the open mic. And uh, I'll look forward to your feedback on Twitter, those of you that reached out on Twitter about that. Meantime, uh, we did the flip around the first hour, and we'll start off the second hour with a press conference that was held earlier today. Now, this is raw audio from the Attorney General of the United States. He was standing up there with Dan Coats, the Director of National Intelligence. And you heard some of that in the top of the hour news. And uh, they were pledging to go after these leakers. And we brought this up at the beginning of the program, too. Folks, the full transcripts of private conversations between world leaders were leaked. And I can't begin to tell you how damaging that is. Forget Trump. Forget how it made him look. It made him look bad. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you anything different. It did, it did, though, however, reveal how concerned he is about what you all in the you, the people think about him. But it also compromised. Trust that foreign leaders had in us, which you know what? I've got to be honest with you which makes me tend to believe that those who are leaking are children. That they would damage other world leaders, America's ability to conduct foreign policy just to take down Donald Trump. That they would do that. Kids. Short-sighted children. And the fact that now world leaders know that they cannot talk to the president of the United States in confidence because, and again, I mentioned that Turnbull has a political problem erupting from this leak. So I, these Obama holdovers, and I think these were Obama holdovers because Turnbull said that he supported Trump's temporary ban on individuals coming in from Majority Muslim countries that have a history of terrorism. Even though 42, 43 weren't affected, majority Muslim countries weren't affected, these six were. So I'd imagine these Obama holdovers who are big fans of radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorists hated that idea. So they didn't mind creating political turmoil for the leader of Australia. So these leaks are dangerous. These leaks are far-reaching beyond the Trump administration. 
And I, you know what? I think these people are trying to finish the job that President Obama started. The decline of America. The, the making of the United States into just another uh, just another country. Let's see. Uh, Cal Tex says, hey, Chris, not open mic. It was just a report that was playing in the background in the top of the commercials. Okay. Well, okay. Well, all right. Well, I doesn't tell. Well, see, because I was editing a piece of audio, folks. So I, okay, wait a minute. Now, okay, now the stuff's pouring in. Okay, oh, we are. Okay. Uh, regarding the open mic, now we uh, have all of your passwords and learned of your plans with Jeffy later this evening. <laughs> okay, now I know y'all are BSing me. All right. Very well. <laughs> For the record, I do not have any plans with Jeffy. All right. And not that not that that's a bad thing. Everybody picks on Jeffy. I'm not gonna. Jeffy's a good man. Jeffy's a good man. I have to stock up when I invite him over to the house, you know, the pantry. But other than that, he's a good <laughs> see, see, I couldn't resist. Everybody does that. That's a total joke. He's never been over to the house. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, back to the Attorney General, Jeff Sessions. First, let me say that I strongly agree with the president and condemn in the strongest terms the staggering number of leaks undermining the ability of our government to protect this country. Just yesterday, we saw reports in the media about conversations the president had with foreign leaders. No one is entitled to surreptitiously fight to advance battles in the media by revealing sensitive government information. He's right about that. It's a, not only do they not have the right, it's a felony. I want these people found and I want them punished. I want their faces plastered. And you know what? When, when they are revealed, um, I will do my very best to research their backgrounds, who they voted for, who they donated to, and to make sure that their names are well-known and continue to be well-known as the Benedict Arnolds they are. That their names become synonymous with Benedict Arnold. People who would sacrifice their political desires who would sacrifice the country for fulfillment of their political desires. The lowest of the low. And those who contribute to the incivility that has gripped our country. No government can be effective when its leaders cannot discuss sensitive matters in confidence or talk freely in confidence with foreign leaders. We're here today to talk about the dramatic growth in the number of unauthorized disclosures of classified inf national security information. Unauthorized disclosures, the fancy term for leaks. The fancy term for leaks designed to do one thing, to embarrass the president of the United States because they can't stand him. And what these people don't realize, 
and 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 it's it's all very coordinated, isn't it, folks? These individuals inside of the deep state, they work to tarnish the reputation of the president. So when their operatives, and they don't necessarily have to coordinate to get this done. Everybody kind of knows their role. We destroy his character over here. These guys over here come up with a, a fake Russia Trump investigation. The attorney gen- the deputy attorney general is bought off. You heard me. Rod Rosenstein is bought off. Perhaps himself as a closet never Trumper. Or for all I know, he may have been a never Trumper the entire time. I just took at face value that, that, that Trump's people were doing their homework on who they were hiring. Maybe because of their inexperience, they didn't. And the first chance Rod Rosenstein got, he appointed a special counsel to continue this, this, these stages, erode belief in the president, erode trust in the president, and then come up with fake shams, scams, uh, to set the table for a political impeachment. You guys know that there, there doesn't necessarily have to be a, a, a crime to impeach. Uh, the, the, it's going to be a little bit harder, but because Barack Obama violated the Constitution of the United States. He was found to have violated the Constitution, and he wasn't impeached. So just by violating the rule of law, that's not enough to get you impeached. There needs to be a po- there's political will that needs to be be in place. And brother, let me tell you, there's a lot of political will to impeach the president of the United States from nearly every Democrat and several Republicans who are never Trumpers, the John McCain wing, the Lindsey Graham wing, the Bob Corker wing. So it doesn't take much imagination to see what's going on here right before our very eyes. The folks, the Obama holdovers do their job by making sure they can embarrass him, making sure people cringe, giving ammo for Bill Crystal and others to fire away. Meanwhile, Bob Mueller, given carte blanche by the deputy attorney general to do whatever the hell he wants, no guidelines, goes out, hires a bunch of Democrat donors to prosecute this case. Conve- when they start hearing of, of Republicans trying to get rid of Bob Mueller, who has obvious conflicts of interest, then all of a sudden they hastily convene a grand jury and panel a grand jury to head that off. It's all very coordinated, folks. It's all very coordinated. And what none of these people have considered, or maybe some of them have, maybe the dupes haven't, but those who are the Obama holdovers, the Obamaites, I want you all to consider this. What happens when this government invalidates millions upon millions of votes for Donald Trump? What happens? Consider it. I'll be right back. The antidote to the Brian Williams press. The Chris Salcedo Show. 
The Blaze Radio Network. The Chris Salcedo Show. I mean it, folks. I, um... I, it, this goes, you know, I, some some douchebag got on to, to Twitter yesterday, added me on to an expletive-laden list of what he called Trump supporters. Because there are people out there that despise this president. And our our position has been clear that this president is an improvement on the last and was a definite improvement from what Hillary would have been. He loves the country. He's a successful man. And where I can support him, I will. Where I can't, I won't. And that's been our commitment. But everything the man has done so far, I'm, I'm having a hard time finding where I disagree with some of his policies. His policies. Every single time I bring up the word policies, everybody else, these never Trumpers or these Democrats bring up the P word. And not policy, the other one. And I'm sitting, as a matter of fact, I filled in the day uh, on my old digs on the Houston show at KSEV. I was doing the morning show. Some guy called up and wanted to talk about how Trump's tweets this and Trump's language and he doesn't act presidential and all his BS. I said, well, what do you disagree with him on policy? Well, yeah, but he tweets this and he tweets that. I go, dude, did you not hear the question? What about policy? What do you disagree with him on policy? Yeah, well, he, he grabbed, the, grabbed the, the P word. Dude, Really? I get that you don't like the man. I get that you hate him personally. Tell me his policies that you disagree with. What? You don't like Justice Gorsuch? What? You don't like the stripping down of the 600 regulations that Barack Obama shoved down the throat of this country, costing this economy $743 billion. What, you in love with that? Did you want to see that stick around? Well, no, I didn't want to see that stick around. Well, then what the hell? Oppose the man on a policy. I don't like his tweeting. Okay, fine. You don't like his tweeting. What about what he's tweeting about? What, you think John McCain had a point when he killed trying to get rid of Obamacare? Granted, the Senate bill was nothing to write home about. But make no misunderstanding. Don't misunderstand. John McCain didn't kill it because he wanted straight repeal. He killed it because he wants to save Obamacare. As does that reprobate Lamar Alexander. So, come on. I get the personality conflict. And they're going to be, these people who don't like the president personally are going to be out there willing dupes for the people who are going to use this president to do harm to this country. And I want you guys to think about this. 
Imagine a country where millions of people put in a political outsider because the political establishment had failed. It wasn't the political establishment that rebelled against Obama. It was we the people. Tea Party was born because of him. It wasn't uh, Washington that inspired over 1,200 loss of Democrat seats in this country. It was Barack Obama. And it was the people who responded by saying, I don't like this. And those people who loved it, they're still there. They're still in Washington, D.C. And they're very much on the Obama agenda. Prop up enemy regimes like Iran. Prop up enemy regimes like Cuba. Prop up enemy regimes like China. Allow them to do whatever the hell they want and degrade America. Make sure our F-18s, only half of them can fly. And those that do are flying on cannibalized uh, parts. Same thing with our ships. Cut back our military. Make sure that we inundate our military with social experimentation to threaten cohesion and effectiveness. The people that helped Obama carry all this out, they're still there. They're still there. And they would like nothing better than to complete his mission. To take America down a few pegs. To turn over responsibility of world leadership to some other country. We've had it for too long. We've had it too good. And these aren't, these aren't the dupes out in America that go, I don't like uh, Donald Trump saying that he grabbed a woman's uh, P word. 12 years ago. I don't like that. It's not those people. At least you can say about those people is that, hey, I don't like the way the president talks and I don't like what he said 12 years ago. Somebody could rationalize. They're standing on principle there, not policy, but principle. But the other people, those folks who are leaking who have nefarious designs on this country. Those are the ones you got to worry about. And if they succeed, trust me, this is what they're working for. They're working for the day when an election is nullified. And the crap storm that comes after that. I guarantee you, this country will be ripped apart. And then it's Barack Obama's mission accomplished and those he left behind. Mission accomplished. And I don't want it to happen. And I don't think you should want it to happen. Your personal feelings about the president aside, I would just uh, suggest, gently suggest, that you deal with President Trump on policy. And then open your eyes and recognize what this guy's up against. I'll be back in a minute. We'll get more of Sessions in on The Blaze. The Chris Salcedo Show. We'll be right back. The Blaze Radio Network.
Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Committed to investigating and prosecuting these referrals. And when few investigations take place, criminal leaks may occur more often and a culture of leaking can take, can take hold. So today, I have this message for our friends in the intelligence community. The Department of Justice is open for business, and I have this warning for would-be leakers. Don't do it. That was the Attorney General Jeff Sessions laying out a warning. Dan Coates said that the leaks are coming from the White House, from the intelligence community, and from Congress. Congress we're used to. Uh, Congress leaks like a sieve. But the leaks from the White House are very disturbing. And the leaks from the intelligence community, incredibly disturbing. This is an NSA and FBI who are supposed to protect the country. And instead, they're undermining the president of the United States and harming our allies. It's it's got to stop. For the past several months, we've already made changes and are seriously ramping up our efforts. First, I directed my fine deputy, Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, whose district in Maryland encompasses NSA headquarters and who has personally led investigations of this kind and the investigator FBI director Christopher Wray to oversee all classified leak investigations actively monitor the progress of each and every case you know not only should there be a special counsel into Hillary Clinton's email and the pay for play scandal there, there should be a special counsel appointed. As a matter of fact, Jeff Sessions should get on that. There should be a special counsel appointed to investigate collusion between the Obama administration and Russia. I mean, let's find out about every bit of collusion. There is more evidence that the... Hear me. There is more evidence that the Obama administration colluded with Russia than there is the Trump campaign colluded with Russia. We have more evidence. There should be a special counsel appointed to get to the bottom of these leaks with subpoena power for all of these intelligence folks who are suspected of leaking with subpoena power for all these folks in the White House and members of Congress and their staff who may be leaking. Hell, if we're going to go for it, folks, let's go for it. Attorney General Jeff Sessions, your deputy, Rod Rosenstein, proved you don't need to have an underlying crime to call for a special counsel. But I think we have an underlying crime. Espionage. Revealing of classified information. Those are crimes. Real. Crimes we know that have been committed. You are well within your rights to call a special counsel. For Hillary, as James Comey 
said before the public there were indications that she violated the law, convene a special counsel. We know that these leaks that have been disclosed to the New York Times, to the Washington Post, are illegal. A crime has been committed. Attorney General Jeff Sessions in panel a special counsel to investigate. Do it. Certainly, certainly when we know that crimes have been or may have been committed, you can impanel a special counsel because far less has been produced to justify the current special counsel. Bob Mueller. And might I recommend to the Attorney General, if you do take my advice and convene a couple of special counsels, learn from the mistakes of your deputy, Rod Rosenstein. I'm making air quotes with my fingers. The mistakes of Rod Rosenstein. Do not appoint special counsels with obvious conflicts of interest. Secondly, I directed the National Security Division of the Department of Justice and our U.S. attorneys to prioritize cases involving unauthorized disclosures. The department will not hesitate to bring lawful and appropriate criminal charges against those who would abuse the public trust. Third, as I have said, we tripled the number of active leak investigations. In response, the FBI has increased resources devoted to leak cases and created a new counterintelligence unit to manage these cases. Simultaneously, this department is reviewing policies that impact leak investigations. And I've listened to our career investigators, FBI agents and others, and our prosecutors about how to most successfully investigate and prosecute these matters. At their suggestion, one of the things we are doing is reviewing policies affecting media subpoenas. Ooh. That is going to send shivers through the spine the New York Times and CNN and the Washington Post. Now, I want to be crystal clear about this. I, I do not, I do not back up uh, investigations on the media. If they get leaked information, it would be irresponsible of the media not to publish. I'm sorry. If the Chris Salcedo show today got confirmation that H.R. McMaster was a leaker and that he kept Susan Rice, her security clearance on so she could be, I don't know, for, for some nefarious reason, I wouldn't hesitate to come on the air and tell you about it. I wouldn't hesitate. Um, if I had evidence of leakers in members of Congress's office. And I had definitive proof. Of course, I would run it by Blaze lawyers and all that kind of stuff first to make sure that we were covered. But I, wasn't, I wouldn't hesitate for a second to bring it to you. If I got information that if I released it would put men and women's lives in danger... 
I would work with the administration to release as much as that I could. But this program would not put American lives in danger. We wouldn't do it. I'm not a journalist, though. And I'm not suggesting that other journalists would do this. Real journalists. Jim Acosta probably would. <laughs> because we all know he's not a real journalist. But sessions continued. We respect the important role that the press plays and will give them respect. But it is not unlimited. They cannot place lives at risk with impunity. We must balance the press's role with protecting our national security and the lives of those who serve in the intelligence community, the armed forces, and all law-abiding Americans. Finally, here is what I want to tell every American today. This nation must end this culture of leaks. I couldn't agree more. It is harming the country. And though, and I believe those who are doing it are doing it with that. And to harm Trump, yes. But I also believe for them it's a twofer. They are giddy that they can harm Trump and harm the United States at the same time. They are giddy that they can destroy our credibility. This is their revenge against you for voting somebody in who they despise. Think about it. Before we go to break, I want to remind you guys of this dude. His name is uh, Shankar Singham. He jumped on with Tucker and... Uh, basically said that that California was was poised to become its own country. And he's fully supporting it. And he said some other things. It's what we do. We're exporting our middle class to the United States. You guys should be thanking us for that. Not only that, you know, when our middle class does move out to Texas and to Colorado, they're taking our values out to the United States and, and to Texas. So if you look at Texas, in fact, all the major cities that, that Californians are, are, are going to, they are turning blue. Yeah, well, first off, those who are fleeing California are those who are typically centrist and leaning right. And the dynamic here, folks, is just like those who flee communist Cuba. When they get to the United States, they become conservatives because they recognize the dangers of socialism and left-wing ideology. It's the same dynamic with California. But our buddy here, Shankar Singham, had something else to say about California. I will play that for you coming up next. And a response by the one, the only, Victor Davis Hansen that will basically put in perspective for the rest of the country. Don't go down the road California's going down. I'll be right back. It's your Radio Republic. Be heard. 888-900-3393. This is the Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Chris Salcedo Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, I guess we'll call this segment uh, Left-Wing Extremist Nutballs. And uh, I'll get to our buddy Shankar Singham 
in just a moment. I, I can't believe I just got this on Twitter and I can't believe I missed it. Our buddies at the Washington Examiner. Here's the title. CNN insiders rip Jim Acosta's antics as auditions for his own show. <laughs> Even the folks over at CNN recognize what Jim Acosta is doing, folks. It's not journalism. He, want, he, he, wants, his, he wants to be like your liberty-loving Latino. He wants to be able, he wants so badly to give his opinion. But I'll tell you what, little Jimmy, you lose your press pass when you do that. You're not press anymore once you become an opinion guy. <laughs> uh, Jim Acosta is suddenly one of CNN's most controversial figures. A journalist, a controversial figure. They're not supposed to be by definition. Even among some of his CNN colleagues who say his public battles with the Trump administration are going too far. Nobody wanted to go on record, though. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hey, Jim Acosta is getting plagued by leaks <laughs> inside of uh, CNN. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Uh, back to uh, Shankar Singham, this guy who jumped on. He's a Cal exit guy who wants... California to secede and we remember we talked to Liz Wheel about this out of all the movements of secession California has a real chance if they get a ballot initiative they could vote for it anyway Shankar Singham says this California is just not America anymore uh, well this is California we're not the United States we have our values are different um, we're, we're fundamentally uh, different in the way we act, we speak, and how we think about the world. We, we're going to do things that are going to be beneficial for our state, and we, don't, we disregard what the United States thinks, or even their laws. Uh, for example, our marijuana, uh, sanctuary cities. We just, if it's good for the state, we're going to do it, regardless of what the federal law is. So there you have it, folks. And now everybody's going to say, who is Shankar Singham? He's, well... Nobody elected him. He's just a loudmouth guy who's part of a, an advocacy group to, to separate from the United States who has no earthly idea how to make that happen. But is he so different from lawmakers out there in California? I mean, I think, I think he sounds like Jerry Brown's speechwriter. I think he sounds like anybody in that state legislature. legislature. Oh, we don't, we don't obey the laws we don't like. But we want all the benefits from being part of America. Victor Davis Hanson, folks, VDH, one of the great conservative thinkers, let us all in. If your state decides to go the way of California, this is what you're in for. About 75% of the geography of California is red. All of the minerals, the oil, the agriculture is, is farmed or worked or mined by conservatives. And when they go, they're not leaving to spread California values or leaving because... They have 13% income tax, the second highest sales tax, third highest gas tax, and yet their schools are rated 46th in the country, and they're, uh, I think Forbes rated our freeways 49th in the country. So we have one out of every four people in California was not born in the United States, and we have 22% below the poverty level, one out of three on welfare. So it's, it's Mississippi and Massachusetts in one state. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great line. Mississippi and Massachusetts in one state. You know what it means by that? The, the, the impoverished and the elites. And that's exactly what socialism does, ladies and gentlemen. 
you get the very rich upper class and the very poor lower class, and the middle class is driven out. Don't go down the road California wants to take you down. Remember, everybody, a society's worth isn't measured by how much power is seized by its government, but rather how much power is reserved for we, the people. Have yourselves a great weekend. Back here on Monday, The Blaze Radio Network, 3 o'clock Eastern. You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze on The Blaze Radio Network.